When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Talk to nicely. They're all dead. Taken away by a being I cannot even begin to comprehend. We were just joking around and laughing about anything and everything. To think this all started because of a stupid piece of wood that used to belong to my grandma's more than I can take. She warned me not to use it, but I ignored her. And because of that, my three best friends are dead. Looking at my grandma, one would never expect that she'd ever been interested in the occult and mystical. On the surface, she was just a sweet old woman handing out candy, cakes, and coffee to anyone that visited. She wouldn't hurt a fly. And that's not just a metaphor. I mean, she literally would catch flies and release them back outside before buying a swatter. Still, during my last visit, I took the opportunity to go through all the old stuff stashed away in the attic. I found my old childhood toys brought there after my parents died. Rather than throwing it away or selling it, she thought it would be nice to keep it for the day I myself eventually had children. There were a few of my grandparents' stuff as well. Old movies, magazines, even my grandfather's military uniform, alongside the few polished medals he'd received. He wasn't particularly proud of his time in the army, but he had kept all his stuff in honor of his fallen friends. I thought back and imagined the lives led and lost. All that had been left behind were memories of times long since past, with most of the artifacts holding meaning that was lost on anyone still alive. But then I saw something strange poking out from one of the boxes. A wooden board covered in numbers and letters, made from ancient wood, handcrafted and heavily worn. It was a Ouija board, one of those games used to attract spirits and communicate with the dead. Though the box was unmarked, it had to belong to someone in the family. The house had been in our family for generations, built by my great-great-great-grandfather. I dug it out and brushed off the dirt. Based on the collection of dust, it couldn't have been used in years. As a fan of horror, it was as if I'd struck gold. Even though I didn't believe in the existence of spirits and ghosts, I knew I could make an amazing party game out of it. So I took it with me down from the attic and presented it to my grandma. She'd just served me one too many pieces of cake on a plate with a smile on her face. She ordered me to dig in, but once I showed her the board, her friendly face immediately turned to a frown as she realized what I was holding. Where did you find that? She asked in a stern voice I'd never heard before. It was, it was in the attic, I got out, almost ashamed. She reached out her hands, demanding that I give it to her. Without protest, I obliged. She took it to the trash and tossed it inside. You mustn't play with these things, she said. Why not? Where did it come from? I asked. I got it when I was very young. I made a mistake. 
I thought I threw that thing away years ago. I don't understand how it ended up in the attic, she said, talking mostly to herself. I pressed a bit further, but she refused to answer any further questions about where the board had come from and what had happened. The visit fell into an awkward silence following that. I helped her clean up, took the trash out, including the board, before I said goodbye. As I headed back to my car, I noticed something lying on the side of the trash cans. It was the board, apparently having fallen out as I emptied everything. Seeing as I wasn't a believer, but interested enough to use it for silly games, I decided to take it. As far as my grandma knew, the thing had been tossed away, so no harm had been done. Once the weekend came and we got a break from the harsh studying at college, I decided to invite three of my friends over for a night of drinking and jokingly contacting the spirits from the afterlife. Ollie, Jess, and Nikki were always down for a few beers and maybe a couple of shots. But once I hit them with the surprise of a Ouija board, I was met with a mixed set of responses. Jess had always been the kind of girl that checked her horoscope and avoided walking under ladders. She was a lot of fun, smart, but equally superstitious, a trait she'd gotten from her family. Nikki and Ollie, on the other hand, were jokesters such as myself, hardly taking anything serious unless they absolutely had to. Initially, Jess was against the idea, but with Ollie's charm and a bit of unfair peer pressure, we quickly convinced her to give it a chance, if only for a few laughs. I handed Nikki the board so she could get a closer look before we began. Whoa, that looks pretty cool, like a legit Ouija board. Wait, what's this? She asked. She turned the board around, revealing text I hadn't seen before. The first time I'd held it, I could have sworn the backside was empty, but there was something there, clear as day. Rules, the title read. Read them out, Ollie demanded. Using a fake, creepy voice, Nikki started reading the rules out aloud. Rule one, don't use this board during a new moon. The spirits don't like it. Rule two, only contact ones that have passed. Do not attempt to contact spirits beyond your understanding. You will not be able to handle it. Rule three, do not start the session before the clock strikes three and never end the session before the hour hits four. It had just passed midnight, which meant we still had a few hours to drink before playing the game. Sufficient amounts of alcohol would allow us to let our fantasy run wild while also suppressing some of the horror. So the night went on and we just enjoyed our time together, trying to push back the thoughts of exams and assignments. Every now and then I'd peek at the time, which quickly approached three. Once it finally read three, I put the game down in front of my friends. Are we ready for this? I asked. Who do we contact? Jess asked nervously. Don't think it has to be anyone specific. We just ask if any dead people are still hanging around, Ollie suggested. So what do we say? Nikki asked. I took a moment to think, summoning the few hazy memories I had of watching movies with Ouija boards in them. But with my alcohol riddled mind, I just ended up blurting out, is anyone there? We collectively put our hands on the planchet, which is the thing that slides around the board and waited for it to move over the board, but nothing happened. Then Nikki decided to ask, Dear people who have passed on this campus, if anyone is still listening, please make your presence known. I guess no one ever died here, Ollie joked. I would have thought plenty of students died of boredom during Mr. Ford's shitty history lessons. Let's summon something else then, Nikki suggested. Wait, we're not supposed to, Jess tried to say, but Nikki cut her off. Oh, come on, it's not like it's actually real. Without giving anyone a chance to interject, 
She asked another question. What otherworldly beings share this space with us? With that, I felt a small pull in the planchette as it started sliding across the board. First it hit M, then it slid over to A. The four of us looked around at each other in disbelief, silently begging for the others to cut the crap and let us all in on the joke. Mantis, the board eventually spelled out. What the hell does that mean? Is that a name? I asked. No one knew, but common sense had already given way to curiosity. So Nikki kept asking. What are you? She asked. Once again, the planchette slid across the board. God, it spelled out letter by letter. I am awake. No sooner had the entity spelled out the last sentence than the lights in our dorm started to flicker. They went out for just about three seconds, at which point we all let go of the planchette in shock, all except for Jess, who remained frozen in fear. Within seconds, the lights flickered back to life, and I let out a breath of relief, feeling stupid that I'd let something so dumb get to me. Nikki and Ollie chuckled alongside me, but Jess was still holding onto the planchette, sobbing and breathing heavily. Jess, you all right? I asked. She didn't respond. She just kept sobbing where she sat, her head lowered with her hair covering her face. The first emotion that hit me was guilt. We'd clearly gone too far considering her beliefs. It's all fine, Jess. It was just a short blackout, Nikki said, trying to comfort her. Get her some water, she ordered as she gave me a brief, demanding look. But before I could get the chance to turn around and walk away, Nikki let out a confused gasp. Why do your tears look like that? Jess's tears were black and oily, not akin to makeup-covered water, but tar. Ollie removed Jess's hair from her face and gently lifted her head up. The dark tears streamed from her eyes, but despite the obvious sobs, her face was absolutely rid of any expression. She just stared ahead as the sounds came from her throat. No matter what we said, she didn't respond. More and more tears fell from her eyes, leaving a strange black trail on her face before they dropped onto the floor. A few landed on Ollie's hand, at which point he winced from pain. What the hell? He said as his voice trailed off. Fuck, get it off me, get it off. He started clawing at his own hand, digging his nails into his own flesh where the tears had hit. Long, deep gashes formed, with blood pouring out onto the floor. Ollie, stop it! I screamed, but he was too intensely focused on his arm. I tried to physically stop him, but he was a far larger man, easily shoving me away. He went to grab the sharpest object he could find, which turned out to be a key. Then he started stabbing himself in the arm, desperate just to remove his own limb because of the tears that had landed there. Nikki had fallen into full-blown panic and rushed for the door. As she opened it, nothing but a dark void was revealed on the other side. It was as if the entire world outside had simply been erased. She then rushed to the windows, pulled the blinds away to be met by exactly the same sight. What the fuck is happening? She screamed, but the darkness outside got to her and she went into shock. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there and stared at Ollie as he mutilated himself and Jess as a puddle of disgusting black liquid formed on the floor. It was starting to come out from her mouth as well, but then I noticed the Ouija board. The cup had started to move all on its own. It shot with rapid speed between letters, barely giving me enough time to read it. Thank you, it started. I have been released. It was as if I could hear the voice inside my head as the words were spelled out. Released from where? I just asked instinctively. From hell, it responded. With the final letter shown, everything in the room fell silent. I looked over at Nikki and realized she'd frozen in place, just staring out the window. Jess had stopped crying, and Ollie was sitting on the floor with a half-amputated arm, not even reacting to the blood loss. What are you going to do to me? I asked. The planchette started moving. 
Only three were needed, it responded. And now? Now it begins, it said. What does? The end. The end of what? I asked, but no response ever came. The bodies of my three friends all fell limp on the ground, and I could feel the entity vanish from the room. I went to check on them, and though they were alive, they weren't responsive. Then I peeked back out the window and saw the familiar night sky with a bit of nature on the other side. It was over. I called an ambulance as well as the police before I collapsed from shock in the hallways outside. Nikki, Ollie, and Jess all ended up in comas. I went to visit them, but the doctors weren't all that hopeful. Despite being physically healthy, they just won't wake up and they all have that strange tar-like substance dripping from their eyes and mouth. The police did a thorough investigation and cleared me of any wrongdoing. Officially, the event was listed as a case of mass hysteria, but I know better. We shouldn't have ever played with force beyond our understanding. I was warned, but I didn't believe it. This is my fault. I'm sorry. If you enjoyed this story and want more scary stories, head over to my Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash drnosleep. The link is in the description below. As a Patreon member, you will be directly supporting the podcast and will receive exclusive bonus stories every week for just five bucks a month. Also, thank you to my new patrons, James, Shana, and Isaiah. Thank you all for listening.